Soros coach of Rapanarama for super coach purposes. And here we are. It's the origin sort of pre-origin team round where we're going to go into our first buy round. And it's an exciting time for super coach because we want to see what players have been named. Have we lost players that we were hoping for in our round 13 teams? Is there any shocks that we might get a player that we weren't expecting? you know, for our round 13 teams. Um, look, it was an interesting round. I think there were some good scores in there to see the, the range of scores as high as 13, 50, you know, uh, some big ones in there. And I'm in some leagues where there's some really big ones like that. Um, and I think probably par is about 1,150. I've finished with 1,115. So I've had a bit of a barry this week and maybe a couple of red arrows. I've come back flat. I've got two 900s in a row um, in the weeks prior, and I've managed to get this 1115 this week. But it's I'm not. I'm having a bit of a plateau. I'm having. I'm feeling flat for Super Coach at the moment. Um, hopefully, we can pick it up and and go into a nice uh, round 13. You know, score wise, and get myself back in. Uh, you know, in the nice green arrows. I'm going to have a guest on today. We're going to talk about um, the round that was, yeah, a little bit about some origin stuff if it's come out, and we'll um, we'll talk about you know next week. It's important week, you know, the first buy around, and what what numbers we both going to go in with, and you know, is there anyone we've got our eye on um, for bringing in as well? But you'll hear from that guest next. All right, and welcome to the show. A wonderful guest. I love to chat super coach with Mikey from the Super Coach Experience. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, Ado. It's uh, my third appearance with you here, and I'm yeah, excited to talk some super coach right close to the buy. So there's not a, another perfect time to come on than today's episode, mate. Yeah, it's it's definitely an exciting uh, part of the year when you go into your first buy. I'm kind of I was saying in my intro, I'm a little flat. I went on a holiday to Fiji. I've got two sub one thousand scores in a row, and I haven't really kicked any goals this week. Firstly, how is your season going? Um, and then how's your round gone? Yeah, so for anyone that's been kind of following how I've been going on the Supercoach experience, it's uh, been the season of a revival. I literally started off like a dead carcass, um, went absolutely horrible, found myself at like 45,000th, and I've just haven't given up i've used a lot of trades and i've called my way back all the way to um a nice 4100th and i i haven't seen red arrows in about seven weeks so um i'm making small steps um i'm just trying to stay with the pack here and yeah just just keep doing what i'm doing um uh i'm thinking i've had a good round so far um i captained heinz um, I was so close to captaining Teddy, um, so very disappointed I didn't have the balls to do that because I honestly thought the Sharks would win at points bet. But I'm on 12.45 pre-updates, so uh, 12.44, yep. sorry, yep. pre-updates, which um, that's 10 out of 10 league wins. So I yeah. think that's above par for this oh, round. Yeah. So hopefully can crack into the 3,000s would be nice. So, yep. yeah, good, good round. Good round. Yeah, that round. is a good I'm round. Thinking. I think I think eleven fifty is going to probably be passed. I think you're a good hundred points above that. You should see some nice yeah. green arrows. I fish. Uh, well, I mean, overall for me, I'm sitting, you know, one thousand seven hundred. I think. No, let me have a look here. Uh, 
1,779. I got, you know, like 700. I dropped 696 spots last week, which is disappointing. Uh, and this week I've finished with 1,115. So that's probably below par. So I'll probably see a couple of uh, red arrows again this week as well. Um, which is unfortunate. I've had a three-week sort of, you know, plateau where I haven't had been punished hard for my low scoring because there have been low scoring rounds. But this week, I think with an 11.50, I'm definitely under. Uh, this week, I just, I had three players in my team in the 20s. I had um, the AE because I looped Munster <laughs> and I got the 22 from Tuolagi. I got a 20 from Su- Suwali and I played Karaz you know, today for 20s as well. So, look, it could have been a hell of a lot worse, really. I'm only going to be a little bit below par. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, you're right, mate. It was was a tough round with who to drop and who not to drop. I got a bit lucky. I didn't play Suwali. I did the same as you. I played Karaz, but I've just been making some risky moves, like uh, bringing in Luke Garner, playing him. I've been playing a moan the last two weeks and copping a lot of slack for doing so, but with a score of 80 and 50, he's the hold that probably everyone wished they held. So uh, he'll be almost 400K soon and you know, I could hold him for the next buy or look to upgrade. So um, I'm actually really excited for the buy round. It's, it's going to be a good one. Like it's, it's, I'm starting to get more and more keen for it. I wasn't keen a couple of weeks ago, but I'm very keen now. Yeah. And it, it is always a fun time because you, it, you go one way or, or another, you either lose because you went in light or, or you pick the wrong ones or you, you see some green arrows, you know, nice green arrows because you've planned it well. Um, we'll cover a little bit of buy. We'll, once we go through the games and the good, bad and ugly, I'm just going to do that part quickly, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit about, um, you know, the, we haven't had the origin teams, but we've got some expected teams. So we can talk about some of the things we've seen that would be expected. And we can talk about the implications for our super coach teams. Cause there's definitely some in there. Um, I'll talk about some things that were interesting in the round to me. Um, I'll kick it off with Munster. Isn't it a tough one when someone tons up and, and they're popular VC, you know, I, I'm in a chat where there was a few people saying you'd be mad to loop him. But I looped. And the reason I looped was because I've I finished with two sub 1000 scores in a row and I wanted to get, uh, you know, a decent enough score. So I just saw it runs on the board. But looking at it from a captain's point of view, Hines was the most popular easily with 23 and he bombed. Cleary was the next best at 21% and he bombed, you know, the real winners were the people who held their nerve and went Teddy for 5.5%, a big 144. Uh, and those are the scores this week we're seeing in the big 1300. So um, it's an interesting one, whether it was actually a good move, because I would have Captain Cleary. So I guess it probably was. I did get a 22.AE, but it's always one of those tough things, whether you loop or not. He did update nicely. Oh, well, not nicely, but he updated to 112, which is borderline but I guess the two popular ones failed. So, you know, you could count it as a win. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I, I think the Munster VC was a good option. Um, like I didn't put it on him cause I wanted the Cleary insurance at um, Penrith stadium, but yeah, I, I probably would have looped a hundred. I, th- I probably wouldn't have looped cause I really thought Hans is in for a big one being indigenous rounds. He's 108 average at points bet. I was very confident, but since I've only owned Hines for three weeks and I've captained him for all three of those, and <laughs> I haven't really been too excited about it. So I'm just keen to get into this buy round where everyone's going to have to be kind of risky and think outside of the box. I'm very excited to choose my captain this week. 
Yeah, this week will be fun. Uh, Hines, you know, I noticed in that game, he just doesn't seem to be running it as much as he was early rounds. I think they played a little bit more like they played early rounds in the second half of that game. But, you know, you want a big score out of him soon because, you know, you... I mean, he probably is a season-long hold, but there's, you know, I mean, Dylan Brown was awesome, you know, today, and now Hines looks like he might get picked in the Origin uh, arena. You know, um, uh, you could probably do something if you've got jewels and stuff and grab a Dylan Brown. I mean, you know, it's things to think about anyway. Um, well, doesn't Teddy know when it's origin time? 144. I was just watching. Uh, I was up against Tim Williams in the old Turbos Hammies Cup and I was projected, you know, I know you don't look at projections, but I was projected like 200 points higher than him and he was having a barry. But then right from Teddy onwards, he started nailing, you know, some big, big scores. Um, and I ended up getting rolled. He finished a tick under 1300. But Teddy, and even Munster, they, these A-grade players, they know when it's origin close, eh? and they turn it on. Teddy's Teddy look good. Yeah, it's, it's it's frustrating because we we tend to look and, you know, you want to pick up on these kind of things. And statistically, Teddy always does this. And I think maybe we've just been a bit nervous with seeing how low he can score. But his average is up around the 90s now over the past four to five games. So um, he's looking like a captain option again. Just what you mentioned about Hines. I'm a bit scared of captain and Hines now, but I agree with you. I think he's a bit of a season um, long keeper for now until we have like perhaps and more guys come back. But yeah, looking at Dylan Brown, I think as soon as this round 13 is over, there are some high priority guys that have scored really well this round, which I'm sure you'll cover that you're going to need to get in ASAP because their prices are just going to go through the roof. And luckily today, Dylan Brown's break even was a hundred, but being in New Zealand, uh, um, yeah, he's going to be crucial for that next fight. I think Parramatta uh, will have a lot of plays you want to target for that second buy, which I find the more or the better buy to target, just because uh, when you're using these trades, you can hold most of these guys for the rest of the season. Because I'm sure, like myself, a lot of people have burned through some trades to set themselves up. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, there'll be people that will target Dylan Brown. Obviously, a lot of people already have IPAP. Um, Gutho might get some buys as well. Um, but, it, you know, there's there, you know, the, he's definitely, he looks sensational today. I'm a Raiders fan and I even enjoyed the game, even though we lost just because it was very a good game. Yeah, it was a ripping game. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about Origin. We haven't had an official announcement. We know the Blues team was supposed to come. Oh, well, it, it, is going to come down today, they say, but we haven't had an official um, lineup. We've had some leaks of who we think or who they say is going to make it in. So we'll talk about those um, and what the implications are for Supercoach. Let's just cover it right from round 13 because there's going to be some blows for teams. I know that you own Cotter. Um, he's in. He's in the 17 um, is the yeah. word. So you're going to lose him and you're probably, I guess, a little bit of you was expecting that maybe you might not have him. Um, yeah, I was when I first brought him in. I was thinking he'd be just on the cast, but then with the performance he got the first week, I owned him with that trial. I was like, ah, oh, damn. But when I bought him, I knew that he could get selected, but I bought him because I thought that he could still be a pretty handy backup hooker and a keeper for the rest of the year. And with the scores I've got, I've got a, a not an eighty nine, a sixty, and then a seventy this week. It's it's a good move. I've got him for five hundred k. He's going to be up around the six hundred k mark. Um, he would have been perfect kind of captain option for this round. But uh, it is what it is, and I'm I'm still happy with the choice of getting him. Yeah, I mean, along those same lines, I grabbed Maddo this week. He had that low BE. I 
you know, it wasn't confirmed that he'll get into Origin. The rumor is that he he is going to make it in there, yeah. um, and that means I'm going to lose him from the round 17. But my thought process was, I'll get uh, he, if he's on the bench, and he's playing low minutes. He'll probably back up, and I'll get some scores. And I'm happy to hold him for the rest of the year, the way he's been playing. And you know, you've got to get him now because he's already going to go up, even with a 50s or whatever he scored this week. Um, but I agree. I think Cotter is someone that you could probably have as a backup hooker. You know, I was going to go Randall to Cotter this week if if he missed Origin, but it looks like he's going to go in. The other one, we he was on the highest board players this week was Nanai, um, and the tip is that he's going to jag a spot in the team, not necessarily in the seventeen, but the strong you know chat is that he might be eighteenth man. Now, if he's 18th man, he's not going to be available for you to pl- uh, play in round 13, unfortunately, because he'll have to be there live at the game to cover HIAs and, you know, and, and alike. I thought even last year, I swear happy Coruscant was an 18th man. Did it? I swear, oh, maybe he didn't play, but I think they can play if they are the 18th man. Is there a rule around that? Well, I it's, think they need to. The club? Yeah, well, I think on the actual state of origin game, they've got to have an 18th man there who can come into the game. present. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Come yeah. Into the game. So if he does go in and they, I mean, they're like, he's, cause he could probably put him in the centers, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's, and he's, a yeah, you're right. Yeah. So he might, he might play if he, whoever jacks the 18th spot, if it is happens to be him, you'll lose him from next week. You know, because Suwali's on the extended bench, they reckon for you know the Blues. I think maybe with his HIA, he might may not make their extended bench. But um, Nanai, you know, he's in the squad, and he 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 is one of those ones being suggested to be the 18th man. So potentially, there's two we lose. One of the big surprises, which is all but confirmed, is that Tupu will be the winger for the Blues with Brian Tom. Absolutely huge. I could not believe this one. He's been there before. Yeah, uh, his club form hasn't been amazing. It's been good over the past few weeks. Yeah, you can find the line, but I can't believe they've they've sacked uh, Josh Adokar. So only owned by 3%. Uh, Maxi from the podcast, he brought him in and a uh, big score from him this week. He tons up. Uh, yeah, you'd be kicking yourself with that one. Um, yeah, you know, price at 530K and he'd be a handy one uh, for, for your next buy round. So I think that one's a bit of a kick in the guts because if you have him, only 3% have him. So it kind of puts yeah. you behind a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's a spew because people were starting to build up their numbers for the round 13 and Tupu was a little good one that you could have, you know, people loading up on roosters. Um, you know, I was holding off on Tupu and Crichton. I wanted to see if Crichton would get in. We'll talk about him as well. But, uh, you know, um, Stephen Crichton, he, you know, the, he's one that jagged that centre, well, looks to be jagging that centre wing spot. Yeah, all but um, confirmed, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't mind it personally as an origin. I mean, I think Campbell Graham should be pissed off personally because I think he's had a really good year. And I think, you know, he's he was outstanding again the other night. I thought that game he played the other night might have put him, you know, front runner. Um, and I would have been happy if it was Crichton and Graham. Um, I think Staggs is a little bit suspect defensively and it'll be interesting to see how he goes. 
it's like all that hype when Guffo and Wyden were playing out of the skin and they tried to fit them both in the centres and they absolutely sucked. Um, I don't think Staggs is ready yet. Uh, Graham was like uh, the next in line for the centre wing spot last year and Stephen Crichton was also in the 21 squad training in that last game. So mm. realistically, you think both of those guys have had amazing starts at the season. Why are they not your straight walk-in centres? Katoni Staggs, uh, the first four or five games we saw from him this year sucked. And then after that, he has every second game is an awesome one. Um Look, yeah, I know, I know a lot of people might disagree with that opinion, but yeah, it definitely should be Campbell Graham and Stephen Crichton in my eyes. And then uh, probably uh, if they perform well because of the Penrith connection, Crichton will probably stay in and the trouble will slot straight back in that centre spot for the next few. But um, yeah, very, very interesting to see what they do. But I think they're going to pick Stags. Freddie loves him. Yeah, I mean, look, he's got X Factor and you've got to go in with these X Factor type players and you definitely lose that in, in losing... Um, Turbo and, and Luttrell. So, you know, I can get it on one hand, but I mean, I just think, you know, solid as a rock, he's tall in the air. I just think Graham, you know, he, and he's, you know, rock solid. And that's, he just seems like he's built for origin and he can play left and right. Actually, he's just been recently moved to the left. So just surprises me a little bit. Um, Angus Crichton, it looks like he's going to be admitted and it's going to mean people are going to bring him in for the buy. And, and I think he'd be the one that I want um, as well because he really started to hit his straps in recent weeks. Yeah, this, this is huge. I was not expecting this the whole time. I've had him for about five weeks, six weeks. And I picked him up when he was at that juicy like 400K price going, he's going to resurge, he's going to resurge. And he's been... I've had a few 70s and 80s from him, and he's only at 540k. He had a massive uh, game this week with a with a try assist in there, but he's only owned by 8%, so he's been a pretty good pod for me. But um, he's got to be the most traded in person this round by not making it here. You can hold him. You're getting him at a cheaper price than what you know he can do. He hasn't scored too many tries yet. I think uh, even with the origin selections, uh, Roosters are still going to have a strong side this week. If you're going to give them Crichton, they're still, they've, they've got a lot of power. You put Manu into fullback. Um, they're not going to be missing as much as what they normally are. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And they are versing your team in the Raiders, so who yeah. shouldn't be affected too much by origin. So um, yeah. I think that this will be the game I target for, for captaincies too. So it sucks because every man and his dog, he's got to be one of the most traded in because just of his base and his uh, prior status. But, um, hey, that's an extra number that I have. Man, I lost Cotter, but I've gained Crichton by the looks of things. So yeah, that's crazy. I'd pick him still. I'd pick Crichton in the blue squad over some of these other guys. But, um, yeah, I'm not going to argue with it too much. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think he's a surprising omission because I think he's in recent weeks. I mean, look, Matto is is one that's been tipped to go in. I think he bloody well deserves it. He's He can play edge. He can play edge and middle. He can even play in the halves at a stretch if you need it. And Maddo's been in, you know, sensational form. I think Crichton, I'd have him ahead of Tarek Sims, but we know Freddie loves him too. Um, mm. You know, it looks like Tarek's going to start in the second row. I can't believe it, really. I don't even think he's having a good year at all um, for no. St. George. So just, I mean, I guess. And Liam Martin um, looks like, like he might miss the 17. Yeah, 19th man by the look at uh, Channel 9 today, So, which is surprising. And they're going to have Frizzell and that on the bench. So yeah. uh, there's too many changes for mine. We didn't do that bad last year. Like yeah, the mass changes aren't usually good, but Freddie just loves picking his team on form. Or, or, or not all of them on form, but yeah, he just loves changes. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I look at that team, I'm a New South Wales fan. I think, uh, you know, I, I really think that it's beatable. Uh, yeah, I think it's beatable. I think yeah. if they picked a couple of other choices, or I would have felt like we would have had the wood over them. And that it looks like from the Queensland team, they are picking a team on form. You know, your Cotters, your Nanais, Cobbo, you know, they're going to pick players in form. And, and that doesn't surprise me from Billy Slater. He's a winner and he wants to win. I think he's going to pick players on form. Um, let's move on to another name that it's probably one in the distance, but were you expecting Hines? I mean, I, I didn't think he deserved a spot. Um, Whiten, not, I, I don't think he's having a great year. I, have, I haven't thought he's had a great year for a couple of years. I just thought his versatility, you know, and he's, he's a strong defender. I thought maybe they'd go with him as the 14. They're tipping Hines to come in and, and play the 14. He's going to go from teams for the round 17. Um, we all thought Hines is a season-long hold, but it's been a few 40s over the most recent weeks. Do you think there's a world now that we know that he's, well, we nearly know that he's going to be in origin, that you could sell him and get you know, a Dylan Brown or someone, you know, target one of these other round 17 players? It's, it's a good point, uh, Ado. The first part of the question, uh, Jack Whiten, I actually really did not think that. I, do, I, do, I didn't think that he deserved to be in there. He hasn't been playing bad for the Raiders, but I would have picked Hines over him. But I thought for sure Freddie would stick with Whiten just for all those reasons that you said. And I'm actually a bit bummed because I'm a holder of Brad Snyder at the moment. I was hoping he got picked because that would have gave Snyder a bigger opportunity to be another number for me. So I'm being a bit selfish here. But um, Hines has been really good through the year and I can understand why they'd pick him. But at the same time, just with what he can do for the Sharks, I'd be too scared to own him. Um, I'm getting to the point where if you've used a lot of your trades, a lot of your trade boosts, you've got to hold on to as many guys as you think are keepers in your own mind and use those trades elsewhere to boost your side. Because example, if I'm running, if you're going for about 13 or 14 for this first buy and you've got about 18 trades left, you've got four rounds, you're going to probably use a few boosts and you're going to need to use about eight trades to flip that to good numbers for the next one, meaning you're going to be left with eight or nine trades for the run home. So I believe Nico Hines will be crucial for the run home because the Sharks haven't been as good as they were at the start. And I believe they're going to find their form again. So if you believe that, I'd be too scared not to own Hines. Look, if he's my only way back to Pappenhausen, I'll do it. But I'm going to try to hold him. I just think maybe he's not the set and forget captain option that he was looking at a month ago. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I tend to agree. I think there was a lot of people this week that were like selling Harry Grant, you know, and I, I wasn't 100% on with that because when people are asking me questions. I'm like, well, how are you going to get Harry Grant back? Because he is the best hooker. You do want to finish the year with him. So, you know, you I'm asking people, how many trades do you have? You know, who are you selling him to? Because are you going to get someone on an uptick or are you going to just get someone for points? Because you may find it hard to buy him back again. And, you know, if you've got a Heinz and Cleary combo, you probably want that all the way to the end. Um, was there anything else, you know, that we've seen, you know, for the Origin teams that's a shock or is there any new player interests that you have? I mean, if Fafita doesn't make the 17 and he's available for this upcoming round, could he interest you? I think he's going to lose money actually because of his BEB 630,000 or something. Which is a yeah, so for Fafita. It's an interesting one because I think it depends on how many numbers I have 
to what I do because the more I use for this one, the harder it's going to be to flip over for the next one. So I'm being like realistic uh, with what I can do. But if I believe David Fafita is someone that I want to be a keeper in my side till the end of the year, then I need to pounce now and have him for the buy because what we know that the capabilities of what he can do, uh, he's an option for the VC or the C this week. And I'm trying to make sure instead of just having numbers, I'm trying to make sure what are my numbers of players that have a high ceiling. I want to have the best of the best. I'm already going to run the gauntlet and not get Ruben Garrick. Main reason being is with the emergence of Campbell Graham, Alex Johnson, Lomax, I need to focus my and save trades to bring in those center wings ASAP because they've all gone bonkers and they're going to get out of price range. So think further in the picture. Miss out on some guys if it means you've got a plan to grab other ones to set you up for the first one. Don't um just tunnel vision the first buy. But uh, look, if he doesn't get picked in that side, even with a high break even, I think you've got to be tempted at 630K. Um, that's a 120K discount from his starting price, I think. Yeah, I think he needs to start, but I hate this whole bench thing. I, I can't stand it, and you just can't touch that coach. But, look, man, I'll be tempted this week. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, Angus, I think with his scoring output over the recent weeks, that's a ceiling that you want to target for the round 13. And, look, I would put Fafita in that category because he is somebody that can hurt you with 100. Um, I grabbed Kickout for that reason. He's been going like a busted ever since I picked him. Well, not like a busted, but he's just not scoring any 80s or 90s in Supercoach. But I still think in the round, you know, Penrith's going to lose a, quite a few players. I think they'll look to him, um, you know, a lot in the game, you know, get him a lot of ball. And I think he'll step up too, you know, as a leader in the team. Um, I think... Angus missing origin would mean he'd be the highest traded in next week, but I would not be surprised to see a whole bunch of people saying, well, look, you know, for feeder, he can go a hundred plus, but who are the Titans even going to lose from their team? Mo, is he going to make origin? Not that they do. You know, they're not going to bring up someone who, who are they running in their second row? Furmore and Proctor? Is it, is it or McIntyre? It was McIntyre last week. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're chopping and changing. I don't know. Maybe if they just wanted to get his fitness back first, but yeah, surely this week they're going to need a, a win. So you'd think that David, after them letting it slip away, maybe they want him on there for 80 if they can. But you bring yeah, up a weapon without risk. Um, yeah. Let me throw a few other names at you. Um, Tohu Harris. Was interested, but with the 50 on the weekend, I think not he's an entire trap, but I've got to think this thing's like, do I really need him? Um, I think I'll be fine without him. I've already got Angus Crichton. I've got Owakalatu Kikau. I'm happy with my second rolls for this buy. I can pass because realistically, I'm looking at it. I think if you got to trade like someone like say a Talakai to get numbers for this buy, it's not worth it because he's crucial for that next buy. So, uh, no, yeah, it's I'm not I'm not interested in Tohu. Yeah, I mean, I other other names that I've seen people ask me about is you um, and Aiken. Um, I don't know if I'd go him. How did he go this week? 66. He's been scoring okay. He's got that handy jewel, but I just don't think he's – has he got one 100 this year? I don't know if he's – oh, he's got a couple of – he's got a 90 in there. I mean, his scoring is it, output is not the worst. He's been doing actually really well, like flying under the radar too. Like he does have a few 40s in him, but at the same time, if you're going to get him in your center wing, I don't mind him as a as a season-long keeper in your center wing or even going into like, you know, the fifth reserve. Um, you know, I, I, I don't hate it, but I don't know right now, a week out, 
I've just spoke about Campbell Graham, Alex Johnston, Lomax. There's so many center wings you're going to want for the next one, more so than second rolls. You buy him in that slot, that's taking up a trade and a spot for you to get those other ones in and out. So, uh, yeah, always think ahead. Yeah. Um, and my other thing I noticed, which was because I obviously watched the Raiders game, is what the hell is going on with Starling? You know, the minute. Oh, the I ultimate mean, yo-yo of- at the moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. People are going to be losing, you know, maybe a Tupu or you lose a Cotter and the, you know, Schneiders, you know, people are probably losing a lot of numbers from their round 13, but he's a bloke who you can have in your round 13. He will play, but he might just play 20 minutes the way that the Raiders are using him at the moment. It's bizarre. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. Uh, just I actually don't have any Canberra players except for um, Snyder, and that's why I just can't do it to myself because Ricky just chops everything around, absolutely everything around. It's very frustrating as a super coach player. Yep. Um, what else? I don't love the updates. Do you have noticed the weird sort of inconsistent times that the games are updating? I mean, this week, obviously, you know, we didn't get the update before you had to make a decision on Munster, but I, people are whinging to me because I was in Fiji, but they're like, look, last week, the first update for the Thursday game was in on Friday morning. This week it's, you know, well into the Saturday. I mean, today we only had, we went into today and only one game had been updated. It, it really annoys me because it, you know, people are in an advantage when that first game updates or the second game, you know, the Friday games update and they get to make decisions based on scores but then the next week we get nothing till the Sunday. So people who are thinking about a VC loop have to go in blind because there's no update. It, it really frustrates me. Yeah, they're, they're very inconsistent. That's what annoys people. But I guess it just tries to keep you a bit more on your toes. And I guess by them doing that, it makes it more challenging around those decisions. So, look, I'm always up for a challenge. But, yeah, the inconsistency sucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we get annoyed at inconsistent refs. This is the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, look, I play AFL Supercoach, and they update straight after the game, the round. That's you know, awesome. They'll already have, you know, lockout will be over. You know, and and so I know that it can be done. They use the same thing, don't they? The same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just, to me, I'm, I want an explanation why it's inconsistent, you know, one week to the other. We have the same schedule of games and, and times nearly every week. It annoys me. Um, all right, like we'll just go quickly through the games. We'll take a game each if you want. You can look on your phone at the games. and go for it, mate. Go yep. good, good, bad, and ugly. I'll kick it off in the Melbourne Storm versus Manly game. Um, my good was probably Munster. I mean, I ended up VC looping him. He's had a couple of quiet ones, Munster, but he always warms up for origin time. He looked really good in that game. Um, yeah, uh, he gets my good uh, for that yep. game. Um, the bad for me was, uh, well, I, I'm going to say cool, oh, probably DCE. <laughs> DCE, um, 29. No turbo in the team. You probably expect a little bit more from him, um, especially with Origin around the corner. I mean, he's he had a break even of 117, so he's going to lose a bunch of money, uh, you know, and, and I think he might be somebody that you could possibly run home with, but no good um, in this game. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. Have I got an ugly? Was there any horrible, horrible scoring in there? Not really. Schuster, no. probably. I mean, yeah. uh, people are talking about Schuster as a possible option, you know, for the for the buyer. Well, I, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. He's not yeah. um, in a role. He's coming off the bench. He, I mean, weird. Yeah, 100%. Um, 
All right, I'll go to the next game. Uh, the good for Penrith, I've got to go with the high scorer here in Dylan Edwards. Um, if you're cheeky with uh, wanting a bit of a pod and you want to go a fullback option, Dylan Edwards, um, I'm interested to see who they'll captain this round because Fisher-Harris was a captain last year, but Dylan Edwards was out. I think Dylan Edwards could be a sneaky captain option. So uh, he scored 100. His price is in the mid-500s. Um, Interesting option if you've got some trades up your sleeves. I think he could be in for a big one this week. Uh, good as well. I'll also say Ruben Cotter for the Cowboys, uh, 72. I thought he was excellent in the time. He played a lot of minutes in the middle, and I guess you could loop Nanai in with that. Um, the bad, I'd say Kikau, 36, got denied that try there. Um, bit underwhelming in this one. He came from the Cowboys juniors. I thought he would be up for this matchup. And the ugly, I'd have to say Scott Drinkwater, um, 645K, breaks out with a 12. Uh-huh. Um, and he's got a break even of 111. So he's going to lose you a whop of cash. And uh, yeah, it's not what you're wanting at that price point. You might have been ready to upgrade him after this uh, first buy round. So yeah, that's definitely my ugly there. Yeah, I mean, people are going to, I mean, when people were buying, we were saying you're coming into two hard games, you know, definitely. So, yeah, that was the thing. But he's it's a decent enough matchup in this next game, you know, in, in the buy round. And, you know, he might be a VC or something. option. Uh, look, on, on to the next game. Um, the, the good for me, it's going to be Herbie. I mean, Herbie is underrated, I reckon. He's a good player. He, he had a break even 23 and he tied Ultrapod. Yeah, 453,000, and he scores this year. He's had a couple of low ones in there, but he's sort of, you know, jagged at a few 70s and 80s in there, um, and he looks like he's a competitor. Um, my um, bad, I'm going to give it to uh, Bo Furmore, um, 37 points. People pro- probably, you know, holding on to him, you know, hoping that he's going to be a, a decent scorer for you in the uh, round 13 bye. Um, how did he go last week? Yeah, he got an 83 last week and a 67 in the week before. So a bit of a down Very week. up and down, yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully you get him on a good week uh, next week when you need him. Um, Ugly-wise, I think um, oh, there's nothing really in there that, you know, of, of owned players that, you know, I think was awful. I mean, I'll say the Brisbane crowd for booing poor old Payne has just wants some extra money. Yeah. Leave him alone. That's it. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, mate. <laughs> Every uh, time, uh, even right man. up till the end of the game, they were booing him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, the good, I'm going to look, Caelan Ponga, man, he's really like, if you didn't really care about Origin, um, 72, that's two 70s in a row. He's at a pretty good price in his break even. Um, he's kind of flying under the radar. And the more I look at this Paps injury, well, I wouldn't mind running a, a Ponga and a Tedesco thing if I didn't care about not having a fullback for those buy rounds. So only 3% owned too. And um yeah, I've just really liked the look of him. Um, the bad, I'll quickly give a shout out to Valaya too for a 55 and finally making some money for us. So if he can drag another try next week, we might actually make some money. Off <laughs> yeah. um, I'm also going to go, the, the bad, I'll go, who was really bad in this one? Oh, I might give it to... Sean, Sean Johnson, uh, could I give it to Sean? Oh, we'll go to uh, the ugly, we're going to give to Chanel Harris to feeder, and the bad, we'll give to Daniel Saifidi. Both not really super cope options. I don't see many options here, really, um, from either of these sides, even the worries with the buy looming. Sean Johnson and Tohu Harry, maybe the Harris, maybe the only two I'd look at. Yeah, they're not doing so great, are they? So, no. 
No, hard to um, pick them. Yeah. Moving on to the next one. Look, this will be a team that will be relevant probably for the next buy round. Um, and one player who I think is a terrible omission from Origin, uh, Campbell Graham, gets my good 119 points. He looked really good. And as soon as he went to the left, I was really tempted by him. I was tempted. I've never owned him this year, but I've been tempted by him a lot. And it looks like he might miss Origin. I think he's a good one to target for the next one. Um, Alex Johnston, you know, he, he's broken Nathan Merritt's record, which is really nice for him. Uh, bag of tries. And look, you know, it coincides with Cody sort of, you know, he turned up this, this week as well because Campbell Graham lost one of his tries, which I expected, and it went back to Cody. Um, and it's his first ton of the year. Those are my goods in there, I think. Um, bad, I'm going to say Tuolagi. I got him as an AE, um, which, you know, really hurts. I was hoping I'd get, I mean, even when Kula got 35, I was like, yep, I'll just take 35 as my AE. And then Tuolagi, I mean, I've got to move him on. I've really got to move him on next week. I think Tuolagi will become Angus Crichton for me. Um, I just couldn't move him this week, but, you know, I get what I deserve. Getting a 22 is my AE. Thanks a lot, Tuolagi. I mean, he looked like he had some super coach, um, you know, output. He looked like he had a bit of that about him. Now he's coming off the bench and he looks like he's going to sleep out there. He does nothing. Um, Yeah. And my ugly will be... um, Taff, poor old Taff. People, you can't get him out of your team quick enough with him coming off the bench. I really don't think it was a success putting Nicarima at fullback. He he dropped a couple, didn't he, in, in fullback? But he's yeah. But with that forty-four, he probably stays there for a little bit. Like yeah, the forty-four and, they scored. Yeah, and uh, look, he's going to lose a little bit of money uh, after this week. But he's essentially a fifteen-minute benchy, and you do have Latrell coming back in soon. You know, so he's probably somewhere that you should want to move on. Yep, hundred percent. Shooks and against the uh, Sharks. Yeah, this was a surprise one. Obviously, the good James Tedesco's back. I think this week was the guys that held Tedesco and the the ones that didn't. Um, yeah, I just knew he'd get back to his good, uh, goods and I just couldn't uh, bear saving him. He was really good. Um, also, shout out to Tupo and, yeah, uh, Angus Crichton. Um, on the other side, Cameron McInnes probably was the Cronulla's best, obviously, super coach-wise. But um, I'm going to give the the bad to Nico Hines. I know he scored 51. He updated 10. But uh, compared to what we thought he was going to do and how many people captained him, uh, he definitely earns my bad status there. And... The ugly, we're going to have to, I'm going to give it to uh, Suwali. Um, a lot of people wanted to play him in this one with thinking that it would be a good matchup against Katoa with the kind of the height he can kind of do and score some tries off some kicks. But uh, it just wasn't to be. I just had a bit of a feeling there. And I'm, I'm shocked with how much points the Roosters put on that. He didn't score one. But uh, geez, he looks like a good footballer, but. Yeah, he does look good. I mean, he got knocked out as well. So, he, you know, he got a, had to go off the field. I mean, look, he's... There's, yep words that he might be in that extended squad for origin, but I mean, hopefully, and even with the HIA protocols, it's eight days. So he should, even though he was a cat one, does that mean he can, he's available to play next week because it's eight days? I hope so. Yeah. yeah like that's interesting. Have. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I would have given my ugly to good old Will Kennedy. He, he Yeah. One to a one. That's crazy. He had a break. Was he there for 80 minutes? Yeah. He was. Oh, that's why I didn't give my. I wasn't sure. Okay, yeah. He was there for eighty <laughs> minutes, and then he did. He got one. Wow. I mean, he bring back he, Lockie Miller. 
He's got a break even of 141 and he scored a one. So he is going to be 300s. Oh, if you had some balls, man, you'd be a handy <laughs> fullback for the next five, but you need yeah. some big balls to do that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, moving on to the next game, the Bulldogs versus the um, Dragons. Dragons. Yeah, I'm going to give the good to Zach Lomax. I think he would have been one that's – I think in the last few years he's been up in the conversation for – um, you know, origin, and he's. I think he put in a good game today to maybe probably give himself a chance if if there was a chance. He's scoring. He's got a floor of like forty, you know, fifty. So he doesn't. He hasn't tunned up or got yeah. any big ones this year. But the scoring's been quite good from him. He's five hundred nine thousand. Um, and he's obviously yeah, the tries are coming in now. Yeah, yeah, so he's looking really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to the bad. I'm going to say. Um, Oh, well, I mean, who are we going to give it to? Karaz. He can be my bad and ugly. I've got no no one else who's yeah. owned. Um, or maybe Bird, you know. Do people still own Jack Bird? Uh, he's, he's 4%. Not as him. much. He's really plummeting, yeah. Yeah, and he's, I mean, he doesn't, I hardly noticed him on the field at all today. But my ugly can be Karaz. I brought him in and I played him for 24. But he actually did a lot of good things in this game, you know, for actual NRL, a lot of, you know, good tackles and, you know, we everything he did was high class. He looks a good footballer. Um, what's he going to make? He's going to make less money. It'd be more like 50000 60000 uh, Hopefully he scores well in the uh, in the buy round. You know, he's he scored well in the first two games. He looked actually good in NRL, but he just didn't score well for Supercoach this week, unfortunately. Yeah, still going to make money either way, so you can't be too unhappy with it. Yep. Uh, on to the last game was a good game, even though poor old Raiders, we we could do. I think they've just got too much X factor in them and ability to score the old Eels, and they ran us down uh, at the end there. But um, good, bad, and ugly. Yeah, I'm going to give the good to Dylan Brown. He looked absolutely fantastic in this game, and basically, I think uh, with his effort. Just put Eels ahead of you guys. So uh, he was really good, 105. It's going to be tough to fit him in. you got Munster and Cody Walker. You couldn't sell Cody Walker uh, with the incoming buy. Like, you want Cody Walker for that buy. So interesting what people do. Mm. Um, I mean, he, give, he could be a pod yeah. that people have in that round 17 that is very much a captainable option. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it'll be tough to miss him out. 100%. If something happens to Munster, he gets rested a lot. Uh, Dylan Brown would be the guy I go straight to. Uh, he'd, he'd, he'd be the guy I'd want. Um, the bad, I'm going to give the bad to, um, we'll give it to old mate Guffo, uh, 33 for the guys that held on. And we'll probably keep that equal and tied with, um, what's his name? Uh, yeah, we've got to give it to, naturally, nah, we'll keep it on Guffo. And I'm going to make the ugly Tom Starling. We spoke about him before. Oh. I know Sheila only got two, but just, just with how much of a yo-yo he is, I know some people would have him as their second hooker for this buy round, but yeah, I've just got to give the ugly to him because he just can't catch a break, mate. He's he's In my eyes, I'd play him for nearly 80 minutes. Uh, not taking anything from Wolford, but yeah, poor Starling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's bizarre. He, he is... Uh, you know, the Raiders really lack a little bit of spark and attack. And I think he's got to be your guy. Even if you want to play Wolford, who's a conventional hooker, he comes from good bloodlines. I reckon you could, and tough. I think you could play him for the first 20 and then just play Starling for the last 60. You know, that's got to be the minimum, you know, in my opinion. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a worry for people next week, uh, you know, in the bye uh, round because you, you know, you, 
the Raiders are not going to lose anyone, not even Whiten now. They lose Pop- Josh Papali'i. And, and so we're going to be at full strength. So it could be the same deal again next week. Um, all right. Well, we'll move on to our buy numbers. How are you looking for the first buy? And is it where you sort of want to be for numbers um, and quality? Um, so I, I took a different approach this year where last year I was planning like five rounds before the buy and it bit me in the ass last year because I got to the point where all these surprise people got selected. There was injuries. And I thought this year, just worry about after the horrible start, my focus was just coming back from the hole I was in, like trying to climb out of it. So I was like, just keep worrying about scoring points and grab someone. Like example, I grabbed Luke Garner because I just had a feeling about him and I just grabbed him. I was like, if you want someone for that next one and you need it, then then you do that. And that's exactly what I've done. But currently as it stands, I'm just quickly doing a tally now. Um, I'm going to exclude Cotter from my numbers as I don't think he's going to play. Um, I've got, 11, excluding Snyder and Cotter. So if for some reason, uh, Wyden got picked and Snyder gets picked to start, I'll have 12. And if Cotter somehow misses out, I'll have 13. But um, 11 is what I wanted to have bare minimum. And that's still with three trades to use. I definitely don't see myself using three trades. Unfortunately, I use a lot of my money in the past few weeks. I don't have much. Um, I think what I want to do if I can is maybe make max two trades and try and get to 12 or 13. Um, even if that means bringing in a guy that's not playing this buy to generate money to get someone like for feeder if he misses out. So I'm happy with that. I think anywhere around the 12 is good. If I'm feeling ambitious and I like the options, I could run, use three trades, get to 14, and which I think is above and beyond. But I'm thinking I've got to just sit myself down, work out who I want for the next buy, and then maybe I've only got 18 trades left. So I really think... I've got to juggle both. Just try and fill 12 and then flip a good number for that last one, which I think is a touch more important. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm sitting at 13 now. Um, and that's assuming that Billy Smith gets a run. I think with Tupu being out, you know, maybe that's a chance. Or are they going to bring in Nakwama? Yeah, <laughs> I, think Billy- pick, I think they'll pick Nakwama. But then again, don't forget with Joey Manu being out, you've got someone else that has to come Nana, in. So, oh, yeah, he'll go to fullback. Oh. So... It's, he probably will get picked, to be honest. Yeah, because he's Surely a Surely Billy Smith center and the Guama wing. So that, that actually oh. might work in your favor. Oh, that'll be nice. Uh, it'll be the one good thing that's happened to me because I, um, <laughs> I, you know, I need Lolo as well. Um, you know, they said it was one week. So hopefully he's he gets up for next week as well. I think that's okay. I think I was probably looking at doing no trades. Um, and just having my 13 and sort of start building, even going, you know, building up and grabbing a, that's why I grabbed Maddo this week. I saw my numbers and I was like, I'll grab Maddo, hope he misses origin. And he's a good one to have for around 17 with his break, even being so low. I am tempted by Angus Crichton. If he, so, I mean, I, that means 14, doesn't it? But I've got to do it in one trade. I'm not going to use two trades to get Angus Crichton. I'll skip him unless I can do it in one trade with my cash, you know, from a Tuolagi, you know, I think. Um, and I think that's good. I'm going to have 13 or 14. Uh, looking at the next one, I mean, that's it all depends on how many origin players. We're going to lose Nico Hines now, aren't we? And that's an early look, um, obviously, to round 17. Um, I have one, two, well, we're not going to have Maddo probably. Yeah, I've got like six for the next one. A lot of mine are, you know, off to origin, unfortunately. Maddo is one of those. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm the same. I think a lot of the cheapies fall on this wire, so it's helping everyone with numbers. I've only got six for the next one, which is why I kind of want to – that's not including Nico Hines. That's why I kind of, Kyle, kind of want to not go too big. But I'm including Angus Crider in my numbers. So if he goes down, I only have 10. I do think I want to try and push to an 11 or a 12. But, uh, yeah, I really like a lot of the options for the next buyer. I've said it all podcast, and um, – this year, it looks like you just want to kind of more stack your centre wing because the second rollers aren't looking as good as – like, they're not clear-cut anymore. And it's now just working out who do you think are keepers because I'm looking at – I've got Kikau, Olo Kalatu. I've got to probably keep one of them, sell the other. You're probably going to want to sell one of Tago or May just so you can flip these guys over. Like, I definitely think some of these guys are holds. But if you want to get your Johnstons and your all these other kind of guys, you're going to have to part ways with some of them. So – it's a very interesting time ahead. I'm a little stressed, but at the same time, this is what Supercoach is all about. This is the fun time. It definitely is. And I think, you know, you could fall into those categories where if you're somebody that's light on trades, you've got to play it very carefully and not, you know, you've got to really err on the side of not going too heavy in the first one, probably, because you've got to have, you know, trades in your up your sleeve for the run home. And I think the second buy is the better one. So, you know, I, I know people who they strategically play it. They get sort of, you get a feel that people are going in with 12 and 13. You can go in with just a, you know, a good 11 and you don't take too much of a hit because you need to conserve your trades. Um, but it's an interesting time of the year. Um, I'm I'm probably sitting okay. I think for numbers, quality wise, I mean, yeah, I, I got kick out of that, but I'm, and I'm, I'm tempted by a Crichton, but it's not an essential one. It's an exciting time of year. I think next week we can, you know, if you're if you've played your season well and you've got your buy set up well, um, you know, you can maybe make an assault. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll probably lose a couple of arrows, but I'll be. You know, I could, if I can make up a good week next week, I can get back into that one th- top 1,000. And hopefully for yourself, you know, if you're sitting at you, you've got to have a good week this week, you might be up into 3,000. You can go up to, you know, top 1,000 after the buy, hopefully. hopefully. Yeah, that's what what's going to make me sit down this week and see what I can do. Because if I enter into the around the 3,000 mark, which I'm assuming I'm going to, making a big play for the buy round and having a good week in the buy round could make me jump up there. But... Will that one week jump let me fall back because of all the trades I've used? That's what I'm trying to think here. Not just thinking short term, but thinking long term. So, um, yeah, in- interesting times ahead. But I think more so if I can kind of be happy and nail down a captain option. Like I brought in Joey Manu this week. I'm looking to someone like him or Crichton if he doesn't get picked. And if I'm really feeling good about uh, Manu and he's a bit of a pod C this week, then I'll go all in on someone like him and then go less numbers. But I guess if I don't make as many trades, you can always have it up your sleeve and just see how the first game goes and then act on it. But it's looking like either way, it's going to be a three trade round uh, when you come back after 14. So that's why I don't want to use three this week because with all the guys you're going to have to flip over, you're going to want to punt some of these cheapies that are going to lose cash. And you're going to, yeah, I see a trade boost. There's no other way around a trade boost, I think, for that first one, just to quickly drag your low maxes and that before their price becomes too big because a lot of these guys went big this week. I was hoping they didn't so we could get them at a good price. But And then Ezra Mam, if for some reason Gamble gets dropped, how are you going to get Mam in with that low-as break-in? So mm. it's going to be intense after buys. It will be. Um, next week, just an early look at the games. Any... Uh, Thoughts on a VC and a C. I think 
Manu being in the, uh, that last game playing fullback, he's going to probably be my captain. Um, I, I am a Garrick owner, and I don't mind that uh, Warriors um, matchup as well. I could could go yeah. see on him. Um, you know, I've got a few, you know, you could go a Taylor May, you know, but they may, excuse the pun, that they may not get as much ball out to him <laughs> losing both of their halves. Who's going to come in? It's going to be Sean O'Sullivan and... Um, Who's going to be the six? It'll and be- Kurt Falls. Oh, okay. It'll be Kurt Falls. And just to head up as someone that's been following Kurt Falls, I was praying for him to get his debut last year. The kid's a freak. Um, he'll he'll get snatched up once they see how he plays. He's basically a Nathan Cleary clone, in my opinion. Excellent kicking game, can kick goals. So don't expect the Panthers to regress like they did last year. Uh, May and Tago absolutely shredded that, that side last time they played. Um, Bulldogs will basically have all their players. So... Um, yeah, I like your thoughts there, Edo. But if I, if I had Garrick and Manu, I think that's my VC and C right there. But I'm going to go uh, Vilami Kikau as my VC. Um, just kind of, um, he's had a few low weeks, so he might bounce back big this week, especially if he's got um, one of those halves feeding him the ball. Yeah, and he's going to go play there next year, isn't he? Yeah, surely he's got to have a big one this time. The first one, he didn't have so much of a big game, but um, I'm hoping he's ready to bounce back. I kind of, this week, I'll, I want to kind of go pod with the, the captaincy options, but surely with that late game, uh, Manu owners will have to captain Manu. Yeah. Uh, just looking at it, like there's not many other than Garrick and him. Like it gets a bit risky with your C. Yeah, well, I mean, he looked lazy this week, Manu out there, and then he, you know, gets that drop ball and runs away for a try and finishes 70s. It's just the way he is. And I think in fullback, he'll be roaming both sides of the field. He's, he looks, he will be the most captain player, um, you know, the next week. How expensive is he for a buy if you haven't, if you don't own him? Because it could be worrying. He was 600K this week. So I think his break even was average. So yeah, I think you could get him. Yeah. I think he just made it. So he's, yeah. He's going to stay at the same price. So that's six ten. Yeah, if you don't have him, yeah, I think he might be one. You know, of the targets we talk about, Angus Crichton. You know, if you don't own him, you know, he could he'd be one that you might target for next week. Yeah, it's just yeah, work it out. Like, can you still get some of these other center wings for seventeen if you get him? But the reason why I got him is I needed one of him or Garrick. I couldn't afford Garrick this week, and I was like, look, Manu's a season long hold. So is Garrick. So. It's not too bad getting those guys in. Um, we've seen what Joey Marty can do at fullback. Um, I kind of like the Roosters this week. I know uh, they're playing the Raiders, aren't they, Ado? Yeah, they're playing the Raiders. Yep. I mean, they're not going to lose too much, even too though they nah. lose Angus Crichton. Um, they're going to lose, what, Tupu? Yeah, they're, they're, Lindsay, and, um, Lindsay and, Collins. and uh, Tedesco. Yeah, but they're oh, starting yeah, to put some games together where they're looking really good, like the Roosters we thought they would. So if they can just back this big performance up at points, but um, yeah, like the, the Roosters, there could be some really high scores in this game. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, that's the end of the show. Uh, thanks very much for coming on. I didn't really prepare a lot. I was, because uh, I came back from Fiji and I, I'm a, I'm, uh, you know, on the spectrum, I'm a very clean and tidy person. When I came back, you know, the dog sitters and because it had been raining here in Queensland for, you know, the last four weeks, the house was like a bomb had hit it. The lawns were all overgrown and everything. So I've been all weekend, I've just been, you know, 
cleaning and doing the housework and I didn't even write any notes or nothing, but, um, so, you, you know, hopefully, need it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it was listenable to all of you out there. If it wasn't, well, I'm rusty. I was, I, I had a week off last week. So, uh, but Mikey, it's always good to chat super coach with you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, look, you know, um, a big round next week and you could, uh, hopefully, you know, you, you and I'll be up, up around the 1000, you know, I, I want to, get into the I want to finish top 1000 but I've had a couple of flat weeks so but I'm already at 13 for the first buy so I think that's good yeah yeah 100% man thanks for having me on it's always a pleasure coming on and talking with you I love your insight um and your show's getting so much traction man you deserve it and um yeah I hope we can both get in top 1k I'm more hungry for the top 1k than I've ever been purely with the way I've started I just want to prove a point that I've been behind all the other super coach experience boys all season uh Sabs is at 150 and my goal is to just overtake him and catch him. It'd be such an effort with how well those boys are doing. So that's my main goal for the year. I've been calling out him basically nearly every week. And uh, look, I love it how well all the boys are doing, but it doesn't, uh, I can't stand being behind them. Like it's just, I'm very competitive. I just, yeah. I just want to be up there. We're all very competitive. And look, I think all the podcasters this year, they're all doing very well. So it's awesome to see that these guys that are just simply spending their time, giving you their opinion are doing all really well. So it says something about each and every one of these guys. Yeah. And if you're in a team of four, like you guys or whatever, you know, you don't want to come last. You don't want to come last. No, <laughs> no. We, we, we now count Maxi. So technically I'm not last. Yeah. Max is in the fibers, but still four's not good enough for me, mate. I want to be first. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, I, I cop a bagging off everyone when I when I have a bad week. You know, they're like, "Come on, Ado, you you doing a podcast? So where's where's the good scores? You started off so so well, but you know, I'll see if I can do it again. For, I mean, I didn't do it this week. Next week, guys, I'm gonna be my got week. Some good night. numbers, Ado. You yep. got this, mate. Yep. Beautiful. Thanks for coming on, and we'll talk again. Thank soon, you. Mate. Good luck, guys. Have a good one. Thanks for listening, guys. A little rusty I was, you know, because I've come back from holidays and been busy all week. But uh, good luck next week in the buy round. Hopefully you just see some huge green arrows. Thanks for coming on, Mikey. You're a legend. And we'll talk again on Teamless Tuesday. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. This will be a miracle. Oh, it is a miracle. Oh, my goodness. You won't see anything like that again this year, and maybe...